We live in a very fast-paced world and we get tired and we don't always want to hear the bad shit all the time. And so I think it's also a choice from people. It's not just like these overlords that are saying, oh, we're not going to give the information to the people, which of course that's anywhere. That's going to happen. No, no doubt. Like the powers that be do not want everybody to know things because they want to keep themselves in power and they want to keep making money and they want control. So of course, like there's always going to be that. But then the people on the ground, we have to make a choice that we actually do want to hear it. And not only do we want to hear it, but we actually want to do something about it. And that can be really challenging because it's so overwhelming. And of course, it's heartbreaking. And the grief is enormous. I mean, when you start unraveling some of these things and you start to see that you know, we probably won't have tigers, elephants, orcas, clean water, you know, any of these, uh, val- these things that we value so deeply and realizing that they probably won't be around in another 10 years. I mean, tigers alone have gone from like, in the, oh, there's, I mean, actually the statistics on elephants is even more frightening. It was something like millions and millions of elephants. And then the past 200 years is down to like 50,000 and tigers, there's only 4,000 tigers left. Um, there's only 76 orcas left in the Salish Sea. If we lose five more orcas, they're all dead. Like the entire pod will collapse wow. because they can't survive in such a small number of, of, of individuals. So salmon have completely collapsed. That's the lifeblood of bear, yeah. orca, seal. I mean, you, j- the list goes on and on. And, and I do sit with this in- information every day because this is how I'm showing up in my commitment to the earth. And my commitment to the earth and the vows that I make every day, I, I revow myself to this work. And, it, and it's, it's, um, it is hard, but it's not as hard as losing everything. Like I'd rather hear what's going on than wake up one day and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't do anything. Why, why, why was it so hard for me just to listen? Why is it so hard for us to witness the reality of our time? And I think if we do it as a community, it's a lot easier because then we have people around us to hold us in our grief. We have people that we can work together so we don't feel like somehow each of us individuals have to take it all on. Like there's no way for each of us individuals to take it all on. That, that's not possible. But if I'm doing something and you're doing something and you're doing something and you look around and everybody in your community is kicking ass and taking on something, then it's enlivening. And it's like, yes, like this is what we need to be doing. This is, this is, this is our reason for being alive is to be in reciprocity with the earth, not to just be taking, taking, taking all the time. And, and so these messages are also really complicated. And I think that's a challenge because the media has, one, left a lot out of the narrative. But the other piece is that things are oversimplified because when things are simple, people are going to buy them more. And whether that's buying an idea doesn't have to be a thing. So it's like if something is simple, then people go, oh my gosh, yes, it's going to be easy. I can just like throw money at it or I can just like click, you know, click and forward this Facebook thing. And then I can be, I can be relieved and I can like get back to my day. But when people start to understand, oh no, 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 this is lifelong. This is not going to be solved easily. And that scares a lot of people away. And I'm, I think about that a lot, like for me, how to communicate these like literally life-threatening <laughs> from everywhere you go. I mean, yeah. just drastic information and how to communicate that to people that is inspiring rather than paralyzing. 
but also at the same time being like, hey, people, like we just have to look. And the re- and I think for me, the biggest reason that I know I need to acknowledge what's happening is because the earth knows. Like, don't doubt for a minute that the earth knows whether you are acknowledging or not. The earth knows whether you're turning away. Just think of a homeless person on the street when you just go, oh, don't look, don't look, don't look, walk, walk, walk. It's the same things like, oh, don't look, don't look. Like, don't look at the logging. Don't look at the orcas dying. Don't look at the water polluted. Don't look at the farms on the I-5 freeway. Don't, just don't look, don't look. Just keep walking. And every time we do that, the pain that we inflict on the creatures or the humans that we're passing by is monumental. And I am in deep relationship with the earth. And I've always said to the earth, like, I don't know if anything I will do in my life will, you know, do anything quant- uh, measurable. Like, I, I don't know at the end of my life if I can be like, well, this project did this and this project did that. But what I do know is that the I am in right relationship with the earth. And what I do know is that the earth sees me seeing them. And that in and of itself is a huge shift of reciprocity and acknowledgement and love. And what I really think of as unconditional love, because we are going through a total extinction crisis right now and a collapse of many of our systems. But even through that, even through the hardships, even through the pain, even through a lot of the ugliness of what's happening on the earth, I'm still willing to look directly at it and sit and hold the hand of whatever whatever comes and being like, I'm going to be here for you no matter what. And that's what I really want to call people into. Um, of course, the details of these tragedies are important, but the emotional and relational connection, if we don't have that, we're not going to be able to do the work anyways. So it's kind of a, a both and, like we need to be able to communicate to people how to build these relationships with justice and at the same time um, be able to explain details and to a lot of things that people just don't want to hear because it's overwhelming, painful. And we live in a really grief illiterate culture. You know, we don't we're not raised in a way that we are even sit with dead bodies once they've passed. I mean we're it's kind of like, ooh, sad, depressed, grief. No, no, no. Just everybody should be happy, 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 happy. <laughs> and it's like, no, grief is a part of this life. And we need to get a lot more comfortable with it moving forward so that we can be the best partners we can be to the earth. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.